Welcome to another edition of Unpopular Review Entertainment Edition. I am once again the executive champion of Unpopular Review, Chris Harris, and I'm joined today by a plethora of people. Let's bring in Y, Hey Yo Vincent, the movie expert, Billy Blue, and C Disappear. What's going on, lady and gents? What's how up? You doing? How 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 you doing? Hey, Are you trying on, to do some? Are you trying to be sweet on somebody like your Billy Blue? I don't know. What's what you doing? Yeah. Vic, Billy, Vic, Billy Blue, you actually picked this movie. Can you tell everybody? I certainly did. Well, um, I, this movie was a big movie back in the nineties. I went. I actually went to go see it in ninety-seven at the movie theater. Um, at the time, I remember how big it was, how much of a promotion it got. And um, how much of a cult following it got? They just still still sell posters at, at Walmart for this movie. Uh, and this is one. And I'm in my opinion, this is the movie that made that kind of gave the transition for Sarah Michelle Gellar. And um, I think this movie came out before Scream, so I think this is what kind of like trans- started to transition them into like adults, especially. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Now, at the time, I was a big, big fan of Jennifer Love Hewitt, and you know, I was fifteen, so she was really hot to me at the time. And um, yeah, 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 and I and I liked it. And but even though one thing that I do remember is that like I was paying attention, but not really paying attention because of the company that I was with when I went to go see this movie. So now that I saw this movie, um, now that I saw this movie, like you know, paying attention completely. You know this. It's it's you know it's it's all right. It's not. It's, uh, okay. All right. It's all right. I, I wish you had told me that before you suggested this movie. I might have had uh, known what I was walking into. I, I just, <laughs> that was a that was a roaring uh, just, <laughs> endorsement of this movie, there, Vic. This I mean, no, honestly, no, because I liked it. I do like it, and I would watch it again. Like I would, I would definitely watch it again. It's just not. Um, it's not what I remember. That's that's pretty much what I, what I want to say, uh, because I think I just internalized it differently when I was a kid, as, as compared to as an adult. Um, yeah, that's major background noise, but yeah. Um, Woo wee! Speakerphone. I feel like I'm in the train. All right, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much what it is. It's just that, like, I guess I just internalized it differently. Okay. Well, let's like give that. the audience, and just in case they haven't seen the movie or they haven't seen it in a while, a brief synopsis, and then we could jump into the best stuff, all right? So mm-hmm. after a night of celebrating the end of high school and new beginnings, four teens find themselves in a hit-and-run incident, realizing that they are at fault. 
They attempt to dump the body in the nearby water in an effort to wash away any evidence of their involvement. A year later, it becomes increasingly evident that someone knows what they did and is out for revenge. So we're going to jump into the first segment, Best Of. Let me tell you something. I, I'm really excited to talk about this 1997 movie. And uh, James is correct. We're about to go into our first segment, which is was the best scenes. It was the worst scenes when all five of us talk about our favorite scenes in the movie. Then we come back around and talk about our least favorite scenes in the movie. And we're going to start off with the person who actually picked this movie, which is Billy Blue. Billy Blue, take it away. Well, um, my favorite scene in the movie was when you finally see how Henry was getting rid of the bodies. Because there were so many times in this movie where like, you know, you saw a situation where there was a dead body and all of a sudden the dead body was gone. So then once I, once I saw him dragging um, Sarah Michelle Gellar's sister with the hook, and then I was just like, oh, okay, that's what you're doing. <laughs> like, I was just like, what the, hell did, what the hell did he do with the body? Because I really liked how, uh, how he was just messing with them. Um, now that scene, well, once I saw that, it kind of like revealed everything for me because it was, I mean, I haven't seen this movie in over 20 years. So um, there's a lot that I forgot. So I was in a, I was entertained. I was entertained. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it, there's a lot of it that doesn't make sense. And I'll get into that when, when we get to the other side of this. But um, I just like that because that was the revealing part of what he did with the bodies. Because when we first saw, um, and what's his name? David from Roseanne. Uh, I forgot. Yeah. What Thank you. Yeah, when we first saw him dead in the back of the trunk, like I expected the other kids to see him dead in the back of the trunk. And then all of a sudden he was gone. And I was like, oh, here comes the psychological games. This is good. This is good. Because I liked how he played those games with them. And he was just like, he would do things and then hide it and then have them look crazy in front of other people. Like, uh, I thought that that was cool. But, um, yeah, most of all, the revealing part was, like, when he was dragging his sister and, um, you know, you just saw him because you realized that he would just take him with the hook and then whoosh. that hook is really handy. Was like, that I'm a pun? Using, yeah, I'm never using ice pick. <laughs> it, it really is, though. No, that ice pick, like, you know, I mean, if you're going to use it for something practical, like, you know, it's, it's really handy. Like, I can understand why he's using that to kill people. All right. Who wants to go next? Vince, do you want to jump in there and say your best of? Um, yeah, so I think I think some of the best things that I think, um, and I know me and you were having a discussion before the show, but I think a lot of the things that I like about this movie is the fact that you don't see a lot of newer horror movies uh, that – open up to like great cinematography where you know you're, you're like it introduces the whole entire town like i think the only one that's kind of comparable that has a lot of those shots is like it the newer it's like it, it's mm -hmm. shot in canada so a lot of the shots in canada a lot of the a lot of the shooting in canada is is is, is beautiful because of, of of how some of the older towns are still set back in the you know the uh, you know, 60s and 70s, like they haven't changed a whole lot. But um, I like I like a lot of the shots of of, of the ocean and uh, a lot of the the mountain shots. Um, and some of the best scenes, I think one of the best scenes that I like 
I like how after uh, how do I put this? <laughs> I have a new camera. Um, I like at the, I like when they like each each person they show that makes them kind of crazy. Like the the body keeps switching out of the back of the trunk. You know, I like the switch and bait with all the characters. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that makes the movie too because I like I, I, I think I think the the what's Barry he's so hot headed that he, I feel like at, at like a point in the movie where he doesn't believe anybody he's just like you're all liars one of you has has turned us in mm-hmm. I'm, that, well, I agree I think that I think that that all of that was awesome especially when Barry attacked the uh, the old man. Yeah. Okay. Now, Chris, I'm I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna give my best of, uh, if you don't mind. But let me just say something to the audience and and listen. You know, we we had a special guest lined up for for tonight. You would never believe who it was. We tried to get Rocket Raccoon. We couldn't get them. But we got somebody <laughs> else. We got their cousin. Okay. We got Rocket's cousin. They're gonna be on the show hopefully tonight. <laughs> they can make it. They're very busy. They need to go through that portal, but hopefully they show up, okay? But let me just get to my yeah. best stuff. I just wanted to tease oh, that. We're getting big guests <laughs> on the show. We're getting big guests, okay? What are you going to do? All right, but anyway, my best of, all right? And and it happens fairly or early on in the movie uh, is when uh, they just leave the beach, right? And uh, Julie has just slept with her boyfriend, Ray, right? And he he asked her, you know, the, the very, uh, you know, um, modern, you know, are you sure you want to have sexual intercourse with me? And he looks in her eyes and she says, yes. And then they have sex on the beach, you know, while the other two watch because they weren't doing anything else. And then they get in the car, right? And when they're in the car, you know, Barry, whose car it is, he's pissed drunk. And he's already known to be very aggressive and violent, right? So Julie turns around from the passenger side seat and starts, uh, says something slick to him. And Barry just has this psychopathic stare and he looks Julie right in her soul, and Julie gets shook, and she realizes that she's out of her weight class, and that maybe I made a big mistake by talking smack to this guy who could easily just choke me out. And then she looks to her boyfriend, her her her, her postcoital boyfriend, and he just has this stupid grin on his face, and she realizes that he's going to be no help to her whatsoever, and that maybe she should just keep quiet and just sit in the car and relax. And that was my my best scene of this movie when she was talking out her butt. <laughs> she looked at the guy, and the guy said, oh, really? And then she's like, no, not really. I didn't mean anything that I just said. And then she had to just sit there and be quiet. That was my best scene of this movie. It was hilarious. I laughed. I scrubbed back to watch it again, and then I did it a second time. I'm dead serious as well. <laughs> okay. We are talking about I Know What You Did Last Summer, 1997's Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting uh, best scene, James. Uh, my best scene actually is something Vic kind of mentioned earlier. Uh, that's when, you know, uh, the girl from the guy from Roseanne or yes. Big Bang Theory, yes. uh, Max is his name. Was dead in the back seat of the uh, ugly car. Ugly car, um, and Leonard. <laughs> unfortunately, you know, 
this movie was uh, a very good movie and it actually did not get as much respect as it deserved later. And that's simply because another movie followed the movie and it kind of made fun of this movie to the point where I can't really respect the movie as much. And that movie was known as Scary Movie. So when I'm watching this movie again and I see Jennifer Love Hewitt, uh, realize that uh, the character of Max is no longer in the trunk and said that he is watching us um, and then starts to proceed to put her arms up in the air and says, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Only thing I can remember is Cindy in Scary Movie saying, what are you waiting for? Uh, what are you waiting for? Just circling around before I believe she got struck with a bus or something. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. So unfortunately, it kind of takes it away. But when I saw it, I could not help but to bust out laughing. And it basically became my favorite scene in the movie. Because all I could do is remember that funny scene from Scary Movie. So that, that's my favorite scene. Uh, Chrissy, unfortunately, is not able to be here right now. Uh, she's having technical difficulties. So we're going to skip her. And we're going to go right back to Vince, who's going to talk oh, wait, about Chris, I'm surprised. You didn't like my best of scene? No. And we're going to Vic, who's going to say his worst of scene. So Vic, go ahead. Take it away. Well, um, my worst scene was when Sarah Michelle Geller was fighting Henry on the tie because it made no damn sense. Like, he's there swinging and swinging and swinging on the tires, and you're going to tell me that this little girl is fighting him back and really holding him back. And, you know, like, he's not he's not catching her at all. He's straight up hugging her and all of that, and, like, he's hitting the tires, hitting the tires, hitting the tires. I felt like that scene wasn't necessary. I felt like if they're going to do something that, that the entire piece and everything was good with her, the way that she screams is really good. Like she really can captivate a certain, uh, she can captivate you to, to continue watching this movie. But that scene, I just didn't like, I felt like it was pointless. I felt like it was stupid and it just didn't make any sense. He's literally just hitting a bunch of tires and she's there screaming. Obviously nobody's paying attention because of the July 4th parade, but like it just doesn't make any sense at all. Like I'm, what is what was the point of that? Like, but something else. Um, yeah, I, I didn't like that. And then you know, just other stupid things like when, uh, like around the end of the movie, where why would you why don't you just jump off the boat? You motherfuckers chasing you around the boat, and you going underneath. You go into the ice cellar to find other dead people. Like, why are you doing all of that? I mean, I understand, like, you know, it's a movie and you have to, um, you know, make it captivating and whatever, whatever. But, like, she uh-huh. goes underneath the boat into the ice cellar and locks, the, locks herself and sets herself up for even more murder. Like, what are you doing? Just jump off the boat. <laughs> Just swim your ass off the damn thing. That's like, <laughs> like, why are you doing all of this crap? So, you know, it was just dumb things like that. The other one, when like he has the hook, he clearly is stronger than she is, and she's she's this tiny, <laughs> and she's apparently holding this gate down to stop him from coming in and getting her. Like, all right, that makes a lot of sense. Come on, bro, stop it. Um, but when I was fifteen, I didn't pay attention to any of those things, obviously. Um, and I might be just nitpicking because I needed to find something that I didn't like about this movie because I clearly liked it. Um, but. Yeah, it was just that. It was those. It was those stupid little things that just didn't make any sense. Because the guy, because Henry's trying, and then it's just not. I don't know. But yeah, that's that. I'm done. 
Vic, I don't understand how before, you don't think it's possible. What? I don't think I don't I don't know why you think it's so implausible for her to be as strong as that man. Okay, he's a grown man. She's a teenager. She's a teenager. Vic, what are you Stop. trying to say? Wait Stop. a minute, wait a minute. When I gave my best of sequence oh, and I said she was out of her weight oh, class, everybody thought that I was wrong. But you yeah. now saying that she Who's can't strong? overpower this strong man, now all of a sudden we're supposed to take that as realistic? Come on, Vic, that's not fair. That's not fair. Come on. Wait, wait, I didn't hear you because of the... Wait, wait, I got hit with the Chrissy virus. My internet went out for a second, so I didn't hear everything you said. No, I'm teasing you because... For the same reason why my best of sequence was she was talking out of her head to a guy that's clearly ag aggressive and stronger than her. Why would you do that, right? When yeah. no one has her back in order for her to do that in the same way, how is it feasible for this other girl to, for her later to fight this man who's a crazed killer and a grown man and this is a teenage girl that she's supposed to be able to hold her own against him? It doesn't make mm -hmm. any sense. That's why I was just going back to that one. Just to no, tease because you. he hates I that I my best stuff. I'm sorry, Vincent. I know you were dying to talk before, about your... Before your Vince work. goes, Chrissy actually gave me her best scene. Oh, uh, she she wanted me to play it for you, so... Uh, I mean, of course. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's like, yeah. That's yeah. Like Chrissy would love her. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, all right, so Vince, go ahead for your worst scenes. Uh, I, I only have one. My worst scene was when um, uh, Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller and the officer leave um, the pageant after uh, they, the guy took her crown. Uh, as he was taking her home, uh, they pulled up. He said they had to pull down the alley because the it was blocked off. But I think that scene was so stupid because any idiot could see that from a mile away that the officer was going to get killed. Like, I mean, they pull up. The guy's hood's all down. Okay, uh, you, you know there there wasn't even there wasn't even a thought in my mind that oh this is where he dies. But realistically, do we need this scene in the movie? Because here she is in the back of the car. And if, again, if you didn't think that she was going to get out of the car, you're an idiot again. Because everybody's like, you know, people. You know, I, I remember watching this in the theater and, and, and I heard people sitting going, well, how's she going to get out of, the, out of the car? There's no way. The doors are locked. Come on. If they were smart, anybody knows this. I don't know if, if back in the days of, of cinematography, there was no bars on windows of cop cars. You know, I, I don't remember that because I, I certainly remember always seeing bars on cop cars. She breaks out the window and she climbs out without scratching or puncturing or anything. Hmm. Perfect. Perfect. That's my worst scene. I was, I was surprised that she had enough strength in her legs to literally kick out the window and then abdominal strength to shimmy legs first out the cop window while the guy saw her doing this and do it quick enough that she can get away. Hey, you know what else is funny? Does anybody else realize this? Is it funny that when you see like older movies and there's somebody trying to get away from the killer, it always seems like no matter how slow they are, 
and no matter how how bad the video the 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 the, the movement of the camera is to make it seem like the killer's almost to her, mm-hmm. it's like he ran a million miles to catch her and kill him. Like mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I watch the scene where she's almost to the door where her sister's working or at yeah. the shop, and it's like, yeah. dude, there was like three times I thought she was done for, like. They overestimated that shot so bad because it's like this, you know, she, she opened the door and it's like, okay, what happened to him? Did he disappear with some, with some fog? Like clearly he was at the door. What did he do? Run away? Like, I don't get that. And and how is it that the sister couldn't see that when there was nothing obstructing her view? Facts. <laughs> well, listen, I, I actually, uh, in contrast to my best of which I had that one scene, I have, Four worst of scenes. This is going to be a shock to anybody who knows me about this movie. Um, but I have four worst of, okay? The first one, I'm going to just say it outright. It has to be said. The acting. The second one, I'm just going to say the acting. The third one, surprise, the acting. And the fourth wow. is the obvious misdirection of the script. They had... <laughs> All of these things that are supposed to make you think that it's Max, you know, who was really a teacup himself, and oh no, it's the other guy, it's Anne Hesh and her crazy country self. No, it's really her. She's the killer dressed as a man with man strength. No, it's it's really Ray who works on the Billy Blue. Uh, you know that they did that throughout the, the entire length, like a la Scream, the same way we said that scary movie parodied. Uh, this movie and others of the of that time, uh, this movie is copying what Scream did. No, it's really the boyfriend who did it. Okay, fine. Um, so it's the obvious misdirection and the very weak acting because I've seen these people in other things and they are far better in other things. I don't know if it was the script. I don't know if it was the director and this is what he said. Hey, <laughs> faster and more energy. Uh, that's what they say, said about George Lucas in the first Star Wars movie. You know, um, but something was severely lacking in this. And I was just like, it made it a drag to watch this movie because it's like the actors weren't even really engaged in the thing. So why should I? So I have to say three times acting and the fourth, the obvious misdirection of the script. All right. Um, I had one scene that I wanted to really highlight because it really bothered me. When I watched it again, I remember it. Um, it's going to seem really petty. Uh, so, when because we don't know these people's names, Sarah Michelle Geller and uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt show up at Ann Hesh's house uh, the first time, and you know they said, "Hey, I got to call AAA." Blah blah blah. She's left in the house. Hey, make you some tea. You know stuff that they do in these stupid movies. Uh, they're like, "Okay, all of a sudden we got to go. Got to go to our car. Uh, got to wait for AAA, right?" They go in the car, they wait for AAA. They have a conversation, and Ann Hesh comes out of nowhere, bangs on the window, and says, hey, you forgot your keys. I'm like, that's supposed to be a jump scene. That's what they call those in the uh, thing. It's supposed to be a jump scene. But at the same time, it didn't make sense for it to be a jump scene, because I know if somebody just comes out of nowhere and bangs their hand on my window like that, <laughs> there's going to be a fight happening. So I didn't understand what was the point of that, that she just really was just trying to return the keys, and she was not trying to scare them. To me, I, was- I can testify to that, Chris. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna keep throwing this home. No, guy. no, I'm just <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. 
you know, it just it doesn't make sense. Like, why? Why if you're just gonna you're trying to help them out or you're trying to scare them because that didn't make it. Hey, then that's exactly how she is. Yeah, I'm like, come on, a little too much. That 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 bothered me. But besides hey. that, I didn't. Really... <laughs> Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, Rocket Raccoon's cousin. <laughs> Sorry, I had to give you a jump scare like the rest of the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, Rocket Raccoon's cousin Johnny Five. Johnny Five. And now uh, you don't know what Johnny. This is a behind the scenes. All right. Well, that was our worst of. See, he gave your worst of when they hit the man, and the guy was in the sunroof. <clears throat> the body hit him, but he didn't have nigh one bruise on him. But the other guy was knocked unconscious, seemingly. <laughs> but this yeah, man also was above the sunroof. He didn't break a back, a vertebrae, a arm wasn't sprained or anything like that. Nothing. This man is 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 made out of steel. So Chris uh, played your worst of uh, scene for this movie. Did he play my best of? I played your best. I didn't play your worst. Oh, that was your best of when the guy got hit by the car. Oh, I thought that was your. I worst thought it was hilarious. No, I said it was. I said she was bloodthirsty. I didn't oh. see that. Chrissy, do you want to give your worst of? <laughs> To the back was so funny to me. Chrissy is uh, reporting live from the quantum realm right now, so the time dilation might be a little bit strong. But, uh, Chrissy, when you when you come back to this reality, um, can you bring the Infinity Stone back? And also, can you tell us the worst of? Well, that was Chrissy's worst of. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a commercial break. Thank you so much for watching us. Eight Tales of Terror. This is the first one, which is I Know What You Did Last Summer. We'll be right back after this brief commercial message. Stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Unpopular Reviews Entertainment Edition. Over here talking about I Know What You Did Last Summer. Please join us every single Tuesday and Thursday this month as we give you our eight tales of terror where we pick movies to review here for this Halloween month. And unfortunately, the Disney karaoke special was pushed back until next Tuesday, 8 o'clock. But make sure that you join us. I'm the executive consultant here, executive champion, along with none other than why. Hey, yo, Vincent, the movie maker or movie creator or movie debater or whatever he wants to call himself as well as billy blue thank you ricky thank you hey uh can i ask you whose idea was to do this disney hey, wait a minute 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, one of our own Big Daddy Cool. Not Big Daddy Cool. It was uh, Bad Guy Jack. Oh, Jesus Christ. I felt sorry for those, those listening at home, if you want to go back and listen to the Sonic wow. episode, that's, uh, Who's this? we had a Bad Guy Jack on there. And he was oh, wow. hey. about that movie. I've never seen Chrissy from this angle. Um, all right, let me see. No, uh, I've never seen the other side of Chrissy's face. Oh, wow. Well, I thought the one side was uh, burned by accident and she was trying to save Rachel Dawson. Uh, yeah. All right, let's just go ahead to our next segment. Our next segment is called Quotables, and I'm sure Vic has some interesting quotables to share with us. Chrissy, you're muted. You know that, right? No, I did not. Thanks for telling me. There you go. All right. But go right uh, ahead. So my quote is, is the 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 one the the one scene that made commercials for this movie and scary movie. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? That was the thing that sold this movie. Um, and you know, I I I think that at the time. And this is gonna sound bad, but I think that at the time when I saw that commercial and I saw the little shirt that Jennifer Love Hewitt was wearing, I and, I was, and I was a virgin, and I was like, "Wow, she's hot," you know. So that kind of captivated me to go see that movie. But um, you know, it kind of brought everything in. But you know, like, and that was just be me being immature. But as far as um, it kind of just wraps the movie together, you know what I mean? Because at this point, it, it kind of just changes the trajectory. It changes from them being chased from to them start from them to start chasing. So, um, you know that 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 whole quote right there, because um, it kind of just changes everything in the movie. So yeah, that's my favorite part. My favorite thing. All right, what was Vincent Chrissy? Well, rocket. <laughs> I was having some technical difficulties, guys. So you said having. I was. Was. I hope having. you guys can hear me was. fine now. I'm not sure. Was. I mean, so, it's better than before, but you still sounding Johnny Five ish. Damn. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to work with it because yep. I always say my favorite scenes. I thought it was so hilarious, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> so my favorite scene was the part where Barry. Like pretty much goes like Lord Capulet on on Julie and like tries to like choke her out, <laughs> and then her 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 female dog of a boyfriend says like absolutely hardly anything to this guy, and the look of disgust she gives him right now. <laughs> the recast and makes another appearance. So her her boyfriend literally says two words to this guy. Oh. And the look of disgust she gives this man after the fact was so hilarious to me. I think I, I have to Let it go, Barry. You Okay, Barry, we take this to the grave. Now look at this look of disgust, guys. It's coming. It'll be okay. That was my best of sequence, and I'm so glad that somebody else picked it because she <laughs> looked to her boyfriend for help. He was no help. He was a teacup. 
Okay. And she mm -hmm. said, you know what? I realized I did too much. <laughs> Great. I agree. Yes. I agree. Okay. I did. I see. I, I didn't even know. I said, this scene it's is hilarious. And how dare, how dare he try to get up and like, hey, you okay? Where were you yeah. when he was choking me out just two yeah. seconds ago? You watched him literally choke me out and I had to take it and you did nothing. <laughs> so that was my uh, my best scene. But let me go on to my quotable since that is the segment we're in now. So I have a couple. My first of which is going to be the, it, this is coming from uh, Ray, who's played by um, Freddie Prince Jr., he, he says this to the, to, the, to the group, I think, at this point, after, you know, all the murders have been going on. He says, hey, let's just get the hell out of here. <laughs> we can leave town and disappear. Nobody does it. <laughs> and then my next quote is going to be um, from Barry. Now, I get the character of Barry. I actually like Barry's, uh, Barry's character. I think he was, like, really... I don't know he he gave us a little bit of a complexities like he wasn't just a one note character we like know, other. We know you you we know women like people <laughs> no. like Barry. Mm -hmm. No, okay, was I supposed to like Ray who wouldn't even protect? No, him because he's weak. Women don't like weak guys. They like Thanks. domineering men. So, let me tell you my quote from this guy. He says, um, "We don't have time for your chat. <laughs> you understand? We gotta move fast." This is like when they hit the guy. And they, he decided in 1.1 second that they've got to leave the body or toss yeah. it or something yeah. before they even barely check for the guy's falls. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so that was, um, oh, that was the one. My final quote is going to be from the villain of the movie. I forget his name, but we all know who he is, the, uh, the guy at the end. Um, he says, let me give you some advice. When you leave a man for dead, Make oh, sure yeah. it's really dead. And yeah. then they received the not check that he dies. <laughs> At the yeah. end of the movie, they just assume that he's dead. But there's a second movie, so spoiler alert, there's a second one. But yeah, that's my quotables, guys. Um, I'm sure Vic knew about that second movie. Uh, who wants to go next? Vincent, did you want to jump in here or, or? Can you hear us? Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Um, so I got a couple. Um, I think, uh, I think this is kind of more, more funny than, 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 uh, a quote, but, uh, I like when, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar says, how's my hair? And the other one says hurricane proof. <laughs> I, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, mm. I like, um, I like the part when, uh, Max, is it Max, right? The, the, the yeah. guy in the truck. Uh-huh. When Max pulls up and he says, "You can wipe that shit, shit grin face, uh, shit stink grin face." All are no shit uh, eating. Oh, Jesus, eating the grin off your yeah, the grin off your face, huh? What was up with him in this movie? Why was he so such a jerk? And he wasn't even popular or nothing. Because he had no reason to be such a jerk. But I, I also oh, like what he said. Max was, like Max, it was, Max jealous. was mean to them because they were always mean to him. They looked down on him because he was a working class person. All of those kids were rich except for Ray, who didn't say anything because he wanted to be accepted by the rich kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, he wanted to be down with the rich kids, so he's he was fronting. He was fronting like he was rich, but he was never going to be accepted by the rich kids. That's how it is. They just mm -hmm. use. Okay, now I understand because I was like, this guy's such a just a jerk for no reason. 
Mm-hmm. I think I thought it was because he liked Julie, but you know, and he didn't get her because nobody wants him. He back. liked her, but it was because he was poor, and they were they he liked her because he was oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Vince, did you have one more? Just that one right there when when uh, Ray comes up when uh, Ray comes up to the car. Well, I also like when he said, "You're om- you almost got that rich boy accent down." Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it. yeah, that was wild right there. Because he was faking the funk. Mm-hmm. Trying to be one of them. Well, where was it set? Like, was it set in Maine? I know it was like some kind of like. You know, North Carolina. No, I mean, but listen, that's, that shit could have been any small town USA. That's just how it is. That's like, you know, uh, I mean, there's, there's, there's the preps. Wait, there's the preps and the jocks and then the weird kids. And like, I thought that was just like on TV, but yeah, when you go to these places, wow, that's reality. Like, it's weird. I'm but, sorry, Vic. Andy hasn't seen this movie. Andy, if you watch, I know what you did last summer. One of the characters is named Ray, and Ray is that dog that we keep putting up on the screen, that teacup dog, that lap dog. That oh. Is- yeah. <laughs> you actually just got I mean, a good glimpse. It's all places where, like, the, the, the population oh, doesn't shit. go past 500, you know? Mm-hmm. It's all, like, really small townish, And, like, you know, I mean, look, she it was tradition for her for the outgoing, what was it, Dairy Queen or whatever it was, the to in the in the little fair or whatever, and like mm-hmm. you know what I mean, <laughs> like please, yeah, some small town. Well, I just wasn't sure where. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it could have been, been a, 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 a could have small town. It doesn't matter. Like it just it doesn't matter where. It's just small town USA. It's uh, it's very accurate actually. How that was at least. I don't know how it is now, but at least how small town used to be. Yeah. Well, I know it was like some kind of fisherman town, and one scene that bothered me. I know we're in a different segment, but bear with me. Was the the when Julie found the crabs in her in her in her uh, in her trunk with mm-hmm. uh, Max's dead body. Spoiler alert: He dies. I don't think that should really be a spoiler because somebody has to die in this movie. And it was. <laughs> and um. I, I was pissed that he died actually. Really? I didn't understand it because, like, why him if it was like a whole mm-hmm. revenge thing? But anyway, you, word, <laughs> word. That's what I'm saying. Like, he should have been the killer. Thank you. The swiftness in which his body and the crabs got out of that truck. And if anybody, if you ever been to Maryland, if you're a Marylander like myself, um, allegedly, <laughs> you would know that the stench of crab remains. And the fact that two two seconds later, when Barry and homegirl comes to check out to see if there's a body or not. No scent of crab because they were. He was looking at her like she was crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody. No, no, no old bay. No ice. <laughs> nothing. No, nothing. Not like I, I don't, at all. It's a brand new you, interior in the trunk. Right. Not to mention the like, dead I was wondering thing. how he did it. I was thinking like he probably put a tarp down. In broad daylight at that. And then and then <laughs> just whipped out it out, ripped it out real quick on top of everything. That, that, didn't catch how they, how they said he did it. No, 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 no. He was he was picking people up with the hook, right? No, with no, the, no. But you didn't know you didn't you didn't see that part in the movie where they explain how he took the body out with the crabs in that short of time. You no. didn't see that scene. No, it was in the script. Something that I wanted to touch on though, uh, two things. One, uh, Vic said <laughs> his quotables was, "I'm right here. What are you waiting for?" 
I think I saw this on like one of those VH1 specials or something like that where they talked about this. That scene was actually uh, ad-libbed by someone who was watching them film that scene. And they were, they lived on that road apparently or something like that. And they said, it makes sense that her character would say something like that. The script, the original script was something completely different. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt hears it and she takes it to heart and she does it. And that's become the iconic line from this movie. So it's actually from somebody who's actually just standing there watching them shoot that scene. Also, something that I wanted to mention, I don't know for those who are listening to the audio podcast, you can't see this, but Chrissy actually has a script of this movie. She pulled it out before when she was reading her quotes, but she has the entire script of this movie. And I don't know how she got it. Yeah, I don't know how she got it, but this is a good gift, okay? Oh, yeah, you know, I, I had to pull some strings. You know, I'm connected to these strings. I just want to say I have one quote for mine. Talk about going all out with the costume. (laughs) One quote for mine, and it's by Julia, again, Jennifer Love Hewitt's character. And she says, I understand your pain. And when she said that, it resonated so deeply within my soul because I, too, was in pain watching this movie. And I said, "How how do you understand me so well? How did you know that I was suffering? How did you know that I was in torment? How did you know me so deeply and intimately? Somehow Julie knew. She says, I understand your pain. And I said, Julie, you're the one. And she survived. Spoiler alert, she survives. She understood. Hater. Because we got haters in the audience. I don't, I don't know why Tom Fuller. That is the quote from the movie, Chris. What's the problem? Chris we can't hear you. Let me tell you, let me think what my quote from the movie is. I have one, I have two quotes. Um, one quote from the movie: Sarah Michelle Geller was on the um, was on the beach talking to Ryan Phillippe, Ryan Phillippe, and they were talking about their future plans. And she said that she wanted to go and she wanted to star on God in Life for two years. Here we go. That was one. Of my, that was my favorite soap opera. One of my favorite shows of all time. I appreciate the shout out. So shout out, right? Uh, God in Life, rest in peace. Uh, that was that. That was one. My real quote of this movie, though, is um, actually coming from Barry. Right after uh, Ray says, "Hey, I, I believe y'all now. I have a letter." This was after the crab stick, right? <laughs> <laughs> Billy Blue was like, hey, I got a letter. <laughs> so Barry says, and I quote, oh, you got a letter. I got run over and Helen gets her hair chopped off. Julie gets a body in your truck and you get a letter that's balanced. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like he should have hit him. <laughs> He's over here talking about this walk of flocker acting all mean to people who are actually smaller than him. Maybe he attacks somebody a little bigger than him. Who's clearly a punk and it could not do anything anyway. And this man just says, Hey, I got a letter. I know you just had crabs coming out of his dead body's mouth in the back of your trunk. You used to be my girl. <laughs> you used to be my girl. I let you get choked out a few minutes after I took you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Then as soon as you go to college, I dump you and then go get with this older woman who's clearly a nut job. But hey, you know what? <laughs> yes. I'm glad somebody well, mentioned it. It's all it's all in good fun because I got a letter. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and talk about the next segment. Oh, wait, he went and smashed the, the sister? I didn't think of that. Oh, wow. No, she said something about how they were kind of like having like, they were sweet on each other and stuff. So sure, exactly. it was something they were sweet on each other. And I don't know oh, how anybody, it was anybody in that house. That house was filthy. It was a mess. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, I mean, like, you know right. what, though? He's, he he's a little, he's a little off. So I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't put it past him to, 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 to you know, try to hold he hands. Been a killer. He's yeah, he could. No, I mean, no, it should have been. 
Listen, Leonard should have been the killer. Towards him, I feel like it's like all Leonard the Leonard was in the movie. Len- Leonard should have been the killer. I mean, you know David Roseanne. You know who I'm talking. Max. Uh, Max. Yes. 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 Max. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the next segment of the night. It is called Recasting, where we pick people in this movie who could play this character, if not better, from uh, past, present, possibly future, if you're that uh, far into it. Uh, and we'll start off, of course, with Vic. Vic, let's start off with the recasting. Um, well, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Because, um, you know, the only... Uh, Okay, I mean, I said start off. First of all, yeah, no, 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 because like, look, I mean, I agree with all of you because all of you are gonna do this, and this person needs to be recasted with this. Um, <laughs> like everybody, everybody pretty much just feels that way about this character. Um, you know, Chris, you're gonna hate that I say this, but there's only one word to describe him. And I'm gonna spell it out for you. S A W F T. Soft. Exactly what he is. Um, and then the other one that I would recast is Sarah Michelle Geller's sister. Um, yeah, because that could have been anybody. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Exactly my point. Thank you very uh, can much. I, can I just add that that exactly is my point. of the laziest recasted I've seen <laughs> in the entire history of UPR Entertainment. Hey, you went hey, with listen, two man. previous. Listen, man, I was busy. I was busy, okay? I was busy. Oh, so I'm glad she don't watch the show. I'm glad she don't watch the show. No, she don't. She don't watch the show. Why doesn't well, she watch the show? We need these views. Worse. She should. <laughs> she should. It's, <laughs> um, but I can't even say congratulations because I don't know the answer yet. But uh, you know, uh, uh, ne- well, ne- ne- you'll find out next Tuesday. Because uh, I'm doing, I'm doing it Monday. So, Vince, um, wow. you heard it first, guys. If you better not have got that ring out of my Cuba money, I tell you that. <laughs> that better not be in my Havana money. Well, uh, all right. As soon as you can, all right. Listen, the moment that you can buy a ticket to Havana, you let me know. Okay, <laughs> it's straight from the states. Don't go into another country yeah, and try I don't to want do that. You go, man. All right, guys. Recasted everybody. All right, I got two. Um, does everybody know who Lachlan Monroe is? No. He was. He played in Scary Movie. <coughs> he was. He, he also played. Uh, he. Oh God. Oh, all right, hold on. White chicks. You guys seen white chicks? Yeah. He was the goofy office. He was the. Uh, you know the the two officers, and there was the dude that was sm- smelling the the girls, the girls' panties at uh, in the middle of the movie. Nice. I don't remember, but go on. <laughs> all right. Well, if you look him up, Laughlin Monroe. I, I feel like he could replace Barry. Um, they have the same built, uh, same attitude. Uh, I've, yes, Barry. I feel like they could uh, uh, some way switch roles because uh, Lachlan can play a funny and he can play serious. Uh, my second one, and I know you're all going to bash me for this one, but 
whatever, because I sat and I, I thought about this. Um, so I think Freddie Prince Jr., which plays Ray, mm-hmm. uh, if you guys have seen the new um, Bill and Ted 3, <laughs> that's Lachlan Monroe, yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, he doesn't look... But, he but, back, but back when this movie was, he didn't look like that. The new Bill and Ted 3, um, how goofy Keanu Reeves is. I think Keanu okay. Reeves can be switched with Freddie To Prince. Ray? Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I, you, you don't see it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't see it, I don't think. I think I'm so used really? to him being like badass and, you know, John Wick. Yeah, and, okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. But then he started. Okay, all right. I get you what you're saying. And then he did. And then he did. Um, he did. Uh, the the what's the new one he did? He did three of them. Um, John Wick. He's doing the new Matrix. Yeah. He did. Um, uh, wasn't he in like but, the SpongeBob movie for like a quick second? <laughs> exactly. Hold on. He's in the new SpongeBob movie, and he and and then he's in the new Bill and Ted, and he's really like, it like the new Bill and Ted sucks. Like it just it's just horrible. And mm-hmm. I, I think that I think that if you watch Bill and Ted and then you watch his cameo in SpongeBob, you could see this change up because he's going from a serious actor to now being a soft actor. Okay, I'll give you that only because they seem to pair the brunettes with the brunettes and the blondes with the blondes, and he's a brunette, so I can see him with Jennifer Love Hewitt in this movie for that sake alone. So yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll co-sign on this recast here. I'm truthfully, he reminds me of Stifler. Uh, Chrissy, you want to you want to give yours? Okay, um, sure. I'll go next. Let me see if I can get these up here. So I have a couple recasted. Um, they are there. Are, you know, some big names in this movie. Actually, for I'm not sure if they were big at the time, but if not, this movie made them pretty big. One of them, of course, is our our guy here, Freddie Prince Jr. And even though he was like a little bit of a um, uh, a, a nobody, like he was soft, as as Vic said, but I get who no, did that. That was not me. <laughs> uh, he was soft, yes. But I thought when we were looking at his character, he was just so John Doe, and like I don't think he was fleshed out really well, which made me think that um, he could probably be the male equivalent to our best friend. Karen right here. Anybody could have played him. Um, <laughs> that's exactly who, who should have played him. Any And somebody else could have did something with the role because he didn't do much with it. Um, so not Tom Fuller. This is facts here. Okay. So also I did recast Barry. Even though I appreciated Barry as a character, I thought he was really fleshed out. I also think he was, believe it or not, he was a good boyfriend to that girl. I, I, I'll, I'll talk about it later, but I don't see he he has, he was crazy. Yes, yes. He okay. I'll talk about it now. He was yes. He was a good boyfriend to her. He was very supportive of her. He comes to her pageants. He was cheering her on. He when she lost her crown, that oh could have linked her God. to the when no when she lost her crown and could have linked her to murder. Who was the first one to hop in and get her crown for that girl, knowing that she probably didn't want to jump in those dark dark murky waters? He was also when her hair was cut off and she called her best friend and her best friend, you know was on her way there. Who was the first person at her house to come support her after the dude was cut off her hair and she had that, that trauma? Barry. Barry was a bomb boyfriend to her. 
<laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. Can you can you really say that Barry was the boyfriend when when her hair got chopped off? Well, they probably weren't officially together, but there was still a connection, which is why she called him to come meet her at a house, and he was the first person there. There was still a connection there. They were separated because of the trauma, but had they have not died, there would have been a reconciliation. I'm sure. But okay, but I, I do have to, to recast it's him. Pain, it's going to pain me to say it, but I have to agree with Steve Superior one hundred percent. Thank you. Uh, you made it make sense when you really think about it. He really was there. Uh, yes. I mean, the man did jump into that. I mean, she kicked him, the guy, the body in there. He didn't go to save. He said, "I'm going to go save your crown." Uh, so you have to consider that he was there before uh, Crab Lady, um, and, uh, and you know, even after, even there. after he got his butt whooped badly, should have been killed by the guy earlier in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he still wanted round two to protect her. Uh, yes. He was willing to go by himself and be up there in that balcony knowing he was going to die. Uh, he said, let me take my L uh, with this hook like a man because I love my lady. Just she to protect her, even though they weren't together. He was a good boyfriend. Yeah, so so Here's my question, him. though. Here's my question. You would want him to still be around you after the fact that he tried to choke out her best friend? Like, like, th like that wouldn't scare you at all? The, okay. He did try to choke her, but it's a horrible thing that he did. I'm not forgiving anything that he did, but it was a highly Chrissy, stressful Chrissy, situation. I, wait, I want to I cherish you defending him choking another woman out. Go ahead. I'm not defending him. Go ahead. I'm not I didn't defending hear you him. say you still want him. Go ahead. I said it was a horrible situation. Yeah. But we have to keep in mind yeah. these are teenagers mm -hmm. who are in a highly stressful situation. Yeah. I don't think he would necessarily behave that way had it not been all these outside stressors. But yeah. I can't. I'm not forgiving anything that he did. But yeah, Ray should have definitely kicked his ass after that. But let me go to well, my recap because cold. I feel like. So wasn't a total dick when wasn't he a total dick when they walked up to the back of the house? Like he was like, "What do you bitches?" I mean, he didn't say bitches, but he's kind of like, "What do you bitches want?" I mean, come on, he was a total yeah. dick. When wait, they wait, all wait, oh, oh, like, what you like? Oh, we're going to her recast it, Vince. No, come on, no. like what you like. We'll go into Chrissy, it. Go but I just sorry, 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 sorry. Let me sorry, get this sorry. recasted out, guys. So again, so I wanted to recast Barry, and I thought about this gentleman, and no, he's not a blonde, but that can be fixed with a bottle of bleach. <laughs> he can be ready for the role, James Franco. If it had have been like around this time, I feel like he could pull off the role of Barry. You know, something about even though I don't think he's. Yeah, thank you. Thank. You. I don't think he's the best actor, I but I, I can see him doing this role. Um, now, lastly, is for our favorite America's sweetheart at the time, possibly, or was it Buffy? Buffy, Buffy was it Buffy at that it was time? Buffy. All right, so our America's brunette sweetheart. No, I did not put that, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know who did. I'm guessing it's it's Chris. But it's okay. So if they were to do a modern day. Um, I know what you did last summer. Who could play this character? Now, keep in mind, this is look at this girl. And I said, who's an actress that could play this woman nowadays? She has the same similar look. She has like a similar background. Because I believe Jennifer Love Hewitt had like a, a Disney background before anything else. Um, and she was very like, she was kind of like a childhood star or something, even before this. So I said, who could do this? And let's see if this picture wants to upload really quickly. And no, it is not. So I'm just with it. You guys are going to disagree. Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande was a modern day 
She has the look. She has like the innocent sweet thing going on. She was an actress before she was a singer. She was a child actress with Nickelodeon, I believe. Chrissy, we um, couldn't so hear who you said. Who did you say? Ariana Grande. Oh, Ariana Grande. Okay. Look. Oh, here she go. Now she want to pop up. Boom. Right here. Yeah, she looked just like her. Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, and she has like that whole. You think she look. looks like Jennifer Love Hewitt, Vic? I mean, like she, like she did, like she did. Freaking. Was that, what, was that the sentence that you just made? Like she did. I mean, the way she looked twenty years ago, not now. Like you know, come on. Now. You think that she looks like Jennifer Love Hewitt in nineteen ninety-seven? You, you, yeah. Think Ariana. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They don't look alike, but they have a similar innocence. That yeah, I think they, got that, they got the hair. They got the you know. It's, they, they have hair. Bony, portable. They have hair. Bony, like, they, you know, have they don't really got nothing. Right. It's the innocent look, guy. She can pull off. The yeah, that's 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 what it is. It's the innocent. Oh, look. I'll give you. I'll give you rocket. I'll give you the innocent look. I'll give you the innocent look. Thank you. She's an actress before she was a singer. Keep that in mind, guys. Uh -huh. So that's all of my recasting. Okay. Can I just say before I give my recast that I never thought in an episode of UPR we started from such humble beginnings that we would have Hawkeye and Black Widow herself in this episode reporting live from Vormir because the transition <laughs> from the you. Let me just say, we appreciate everything that you did. You snapped us back. I don't know how you're doing it. Who has the soul stone? I don't know if this is going to be in the movie somehow. If I'm getting like spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. But ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching hey. this, you are in for a treat, okay? Live from hey, Vormir hey, hey. right now. No. Okay? Hey, Tony Stark, you're only a genius here on Earth, okay? <laughs> Now listen. Other, nice. than, other than Ariana Grande in um, I forget that Disney show she used to be a part of. Um, the Mickey Mouse Club. No, it wasn't the. It was. A, it was another show. Uh, I think it was. Oh, no, I think not, it was on Nickelodeon. 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 Okay, Nickelodeon, right? It, it wasn't Snick, so she wasn't really a star. But anyway, um, nice. <laughs> that's a callback to my era. All right. Mm -hmm. but, uh, I think the recasting has been lacking, and I'm gonna bring it back to what recasting <laughs> is supposed to be. Okay. Now, I want you to be respectful. I'm looking at you mainly, Chris, because you're the most disrespectful one in the show, okay? But let's start with some of the ones we had, okay? And I'm just going to name them off, all right? We had Ray, <laughs> who I call Teacup. <laughs> we had Barry, Ryan Phillippe, who I said was in the closet. How were you so upset, Barry? Were you hiding something? Did you have some frustrations in your life? Just go to your girl's pageant, enjoy the show, and relax. Come out that closet. Y'all okay? hate no him. What are you talking about? We had Max, aka so and so from uh, from Roseanne. I like Roseanne back then, not the new one, right? He was the red mm -hmm. herring on a pup named Scooby <laughs> Doo. Okay, that's clearly who he was. For those of who you remember that, listen, I got a good one. I didn't forget about him. We even had Hit and Run, who we thought was the killer, but he wasn't the killer. He was killed by the killer. That is deep for this movie. None other than Jason Voorhees. <laughs> give it up Jason Voorhees. Hit and Run. That's exactly what Hit and Run did in the, in the water. But last but not least, oh, and I got a special one for you. Because when this picture came up, my eyes went one place. Not to her eyes, but to her breasts right there, her titties. That she has dipped down low. Why? Because we want to take her seriously in Hollywood, right? And so when I saw her in I Know What You Did Last Summer, I, <laughs> I, know, 
Who does she remind me of? The she remind me of? And I said, oh, I, I've seen her in another movie, and I loved her in this movie. You remember her from Total Recall? <laughs> and I said, that nails it. But, but this movie was so big that next year she jumped into another movie, and we talked about it earlier. It was this one right here, Cindy, okay, from Scary Movie. Then she jumped in, and she became Cindy from Scary Movie. So let me just say, she was winning in 1997. That's my recaster. Chris, it's your turn. <laughs> American Beauty. That's the only reason she was casting. She was Don't you dare do That's the only reason she was casting. All right. I have two recasters, and it's respectable because I don't understand what James is doing. What's wrong with uh, my recast? Your your recast oh, is horrible, bro. It's just it's just a woman. You put a picture of a woman's cleavage. Up that's there. what was in the All movie. Right, anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm actually <laughs> going to pick a character that no one has mentioned at all, um, and because I feel like she needs to be respected, I feel like she needs to be brought up, and that person is um, Sarah Michelle Geller. Not Sarah Michelle Geller. I'm sorry. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's mother. Uh, she was in the movie, and um, I felt like she was not respected in the movie. Nobody talks about her. Nobody mentioned her. She had an important role. She she said your father would be rolling around in his grave, you know. So that gave her credibility in this movie to me. And I said, hey, you're so credible. You need to be recasted. See, do you need me to bring you in? There you go. All right. So, who can play Sarah Michelle Gellar's? Uh, I'm sorry, Jennifer Love Hewitt's mom. There you go, hmm? Julianne Moore. Right. That is what we call a respectable recaster. That, ladies and gentlemen, is why you the mother was originally. No, because uh, she wasn't born up to know. All right, so that's one. The next person is uh, the person that every single person almost uh, wanted recasted. That was Ray, right? right? And I said, "Why y'all were disrespecting this man? This man is, a, is not a, a female dog. He walks on two legs. He actually saved uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt at the end, who was able to survive on." Uh, that small boat that was had more contraptions and compartments in it than Titanic, but he was able to do it. So he's not a punk, you know. He needs to be respected. He needs to be replaced by a respectable actor. And so, who can replace this guy? This guy right here, right? This guy. <laughs> See, Chris is trying to be slick. This is who Chris called the teacup originally. I don't know. Chris is a full of it. This is why he's the most disrespectful person on this show. He commented on mine, and yet he's doing the same. Yes, watch our last episode, guys. What the uh, the first purge and see who was recasted for this guy? Chris, you're not slick. You, Javon Wade deserves better than why you're treating them. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, Isaiah's the character you played. How dare you, Freddie Prinsky? Ray, I think he could play a good Ray. Uh, I think he could do that that character justice. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's our Last week, Chris, who was that? We're going to come back after these commercial yeah. breaks. We're going to talk about what, we, uh, what we're going to review on Thursday as well as next Tuesday. Final thoughts coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Stay with us here on Unpopular Review. We will be right back. You all, once again, I say this every time. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves, especially you, Chrissy. should be ashamed of yourselves because you allow such tomfoolery on this show. We'll be back, ladies and gentlemen. Stay with us.
What's that? Hello? What do you want? Pictures presents Bette Midler. Oh, hello. Sarah Jessica Parker. Would that dance with me? And Kathy Najimi. I have put a pen on you. And now you're gone. My pen is pen on you. And it was Hey gentlemen, welcome back. I'm Popular Views Entertainment Edition. That's right, See No Evils coming up this Thursday at 9 o'clock p.m. as well as Hocus Pocus next Tuesday following up. And once again, our eight tales of terror next Tuesday at 9 o'clock p.m. I am the executive champion along here with um, none other than Y, as well as Billy Blue and Cedar Superior. Uh, hey, yo, Vincent, the movie uh, creator or maker or whatever, uh, has got some technical difficulties. He'll be back soon. But we're about to start into our final thoughts of the evening. And we're going to start off with none other than Billy Blue himself. Okay. Well, my final thoughts about this movie uh, were that it's it's a cult classic. There's a lot of people that, that are going to like it. The acting wasn't necessarily the best, but these people... If you want to see where these people were, where they were, where when they were in the their beginnings, where kind of they were learning their craft, I think this is a good movie to watch um, because you know these people have been around for decades. You, clearly, they have been in so many other movies that where where their performance was much better. Um, I think the you know as a lot of us alluded to earlier. This was a movie that um, was transitional for all of them, you know, at least th at this time in this in this set of movies. And mind you, like a lot of the stuff that was going on at the time, they were just it was pretty much it was pretty copy and paste, you know, um, but the type of movie that you yeah, where you just go through the sequence, you go through this whole roller coaster of who did it. Um, and I can appreciate that. I really can. So for the for me, it's a thumbs up. Okay, there you go. <laughs> found it, found it, found it. There it is. Okay. Oh wait, but also there's this there's a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> there's a yes. sequel. Yes, the yes, there is a sequel. So hi guys. Thanks for bearing with us through all these technical difficulties. So I'm here for my final thoughts. Um so did I write anything? Okay, so pretty much this movie. Um Spoiler alert, I'm not really that big of a fan of scary movies. I don't do scary movies like that. Um, but this movie was just the right amount of scary for me. <laughs> I enjoyed this movie. I'm not, I joke about it because it is corny and it is a little bit like, you know, it's 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 predictable, but it, it's it's comforting, I guess, because it's like one of those classic films. And the score was scarier than anything that happened. Like the all the the music in background made you know all the situations more scary. I appreciated that. I didn't need to see all the gore and the slasher and the gush 
Um, I just, they alluded to it and that's all I really needed was my scary movie. So I'm gonna give, <laughs> I'm gonna give this movie a thumbs up. I really enjoyed it. Um, wonderful movie. Well, I have two quotes to end on my final thought. And this one, first one is dedicated to Vic, who's always attentive in these reviews. But wait, there's more. And that's from Scary Movie. And the second one is from a wise man. He said, I need my pain. And I suppose that's what I get for watching a movie like this. But at least Julie knew that I was in distress. You know, Coming up, we have uh, See No Evil, and I'm scared because that, too, is Vic's pick, and this first one didn't do justice. Um, <laughs> then we have Hocus Pocus, where I got to look at a cat that reminds me of the cat from Scary Movie 2. I'm in for a treat. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seats, okay? And Vic said this is a cult classic. Well, look, I didn't drink the Kool-Aid, and I didn't strap on those Nikes waiting for the comet. So I, I can't enjoy this movie. Vic, I love you. I'm sorry. I hate on you because you can afford diamond rings and because you go to Cuba and you didn't give me my money. <laughs> get the thumbs down. I'm sorry. Hey. It's called layaway, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Once again, I got to follow up after James's foolishness, but um, let's, let's go ahead and get with some facts of this movie. This movie got a 5.7 out of imbd.com. Uh, this movie cost $17 million to make, which is more money than I thought it would cost. Anyway, it made $125 million worldwide. Thank you, Vic. And $72 million <laughs> in the United States of America. Now, that being said, um, let's talk about some of the good things in this movie. This good thing is movie, this movie is better than Scream. I, I stand by that. I've always stood by that. I thought Steam, Scream was pretty bad, and I think this movie was pretty good. I think the twists and turns, however, sometimes being very transparent and obvious, uh, made for interesting twists and turns. The acting, of course, was not that good, but they did what they had to do, went out there, and they made it entertaining. They gave it their all. Not a baddest movie. Um, cult classic is a good phrase for it because if it came out and released today, I'd be like, what the heck is this? I think for the time period that it was, it did a very good job, but it's not something that aged very well, which is probably why you know we look at it and we laugh at a few things today. However, that being said, when I watched it last night, still enjoyed it. Thumbs up for me. That's All right. Fine. Not sure what Vince is going to say. Vince is currently uh, having technical difficulties, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to wrap up, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot going on this week. Make sure that you follow us on Unpopular Review on our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you have uh, for our gaming mm -hmm. channels, football channel, uh, baseball channel, wrestling channel movie channel. We do it all here at Unpopular Review. So for Y, for Billy Blue, for C to Superior, and for the executive champion, yeah. we'll see you right here next time at Unpopular Review. You all have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. Good night, guys. Good night, everybody.